being a mother is an attitude, not biology. An unknown writer once said, if you give me any three words, I'll write you a story about my mother. Story is in our DNA, and of course, so is she. We gathered stories from men and women in all walks of life. Stories about the ones we have, the ones we are, the ones we know. This includes stories about stepmothers, godmothers, grandmothers, birth moms, foster moms, the mom up the street. It includes stories about not being a mom and stories about mothering in other ways. No matter how you slice it, if it's not one thing, it's your mother. Hi everybody, I'm Lupe Padilla Mitchell. I'm a life coach of mothers and families and a mother of three adult daughters. I'm Katie Mitchell, actress, writer, storyteller, and mom of a teenage son. Imagine growing up thinking that your mother was held back from living her best life because she spent all those years raising you and your six siblings, only to find out being a mother was her calling. Our next guest piece is about her choice not to have children, and in the interview, she gives us a glimpse into what she learned about her mother. And our guest today has a name, Molly Hagen. Molly is an actress that you have loved for over 30 years. Right now, you can see her recurring on Jane the Virgin, iZombie, and two new series, the Apple TV Are You Sleeping with Octavia Spencer and the new Netflix series No Good Nick. But you also know her from such great turns in movies like Sully, Election, and Some Kind of Wonderful. And we're so grateful that she wrote a piece for the show. Hi, Molly Hagan. Thank you so much for being here today. Oh, I'm really happy to be here. Yeah, we're so happy to have you here and um, bring this piece because we don't have it from this perspective yet. So this is this is good. <laughs> the hateful perspective. <laughs> it, there's nothing hateful about it. Okay. It's just, you know, you're an angry, bitter woman. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's a little aggressive. Okay. <laughs> And yet, beautiful. And, and yet, it is a voice to be uh, listened to. Thank you. So why don't you give us a little lead-in, just a couple of sentences lead-in. Why, why was this your subject? I, I, I feel that for my age group, it wasn't as accepted to make a choice not to be a mother. Whereas there's people, you know, 10 years younger than I am and 20 years younger than I am that are... It's it's completely not a problem to make a choice not to have children, but when I did, it wasn't as readily acceptable. So it's like just showing what it was like in days of yore. <laughs> yeah, totally, but that also is good in terms of context socially. You were coming at a time where you would have been the first wave of women as a group that were starting to make this choice, and so you were on tenant, you know, on. What's that? What's that term about ground that hasn't been explored yet? Oh, uh, yeah, you were on that. Yeah, on that ground. <laughs> Full disclosure: I am day drinking as we do this. <laughs> she is day drinking. Perfect. And that's a little teaser for the piece that Molly's about to read. <laughs> and now I'm happy to say, here is Molly's story. No regrets. I'm 57 years old, I don't have children, and I don't have any regrets. In my 30s and early 40s, I never minded people asking me if I had children. It was the follow-up question I found obnoxious, rude, and no one's business. Why not, they would ask. Beginning to steam, I would politely answer, oh, I think it is a calling and I don't feel called. 
which they responded with what they thought was polite, but you would be such a great mom. <laughs> By now, I was beginning to boil. I'd stare at them with their beatific, holier-than-thou, I'm-the-eternal-mother look on their face, and I would just want to eviscerate them. How dare they assume that all women should be mothers? First of all, she didn't know me. How the hell would she know if I would be a good mother or not? At that point in my life, I hadn't been through therapy, and I can safely say I would not have been a good mother. Second of all, she didn't know me. She didn't know my political leanings and how I had been donating to zero population growth for years and thought and think the greatest thing someone can do for the environment is not to have any children. But I wasn't telling her not to breed. Why was she encouraging me to breed? Third of all, she didn't know me. I could have had a health issue, a reproductive issue that prevented me from being able to have children. I could have been trying for years and she could be opening up a wound that would never heal. Fourth of all, she didn't know me. She didn't know my financial reality. She didn't know I was the sole breadwinner for my husband, myself, and other family members. I couldn't realistically and in good conscience afford a child. However, there was a period of financial stability and my yearning motherhood hormones kicked in. After two months, it passed. And I thought, holy shit, that feeling has got to last a lot longer than two months. Fifth of all, and maybe final, she didn't know me. Nor did she want to know me. She had been enveloped by that protective coating of motherhood that only allowed her to feel understanding and empathy for her children. No one else. Not someone standing right in front of her. But maybe that's the way it should be. Maybe motherhood should be all-encompassing. I mean, a mom should be able to take a bullet for a child, right? In reality, I was too busy putting the oxygen mask over my face first that I didn't even consider children a possibility. Regardless, not feeling called to have children is a phrase ambiguous enough to be interpreted several ways and should have shut the questioning down. If the person asking the question were religious, they could hear, God has not blessed me with the ability to have children, which should shut them down. Or those who are a little more secular could hear, I don't want them, which should shut them down. Or someone really sensitive might hear, I'm trying to be polite, but think this is a fucking obnoxious question. Talk about your kids, enjoy your kids and your motherhood. Don't fucking judge me for not having them, you sanctimonious douche. But it never shut them down. It finally occurred to me the quickest and most efficient response was to say, I'm barren. Full stop, end of discussion. However, I had too many friends who were suffering with the inability to have children, so I stopped using that tactic out of respect. Besides, my struggling friends would tell me horror stories of people giving them unwanted fertility advice. Complete strangers would gleefully tell them what they should try. What a fucking painful nightmare. As I grew older, people mercifully stopped asking. And I began to get some perspective and empathy on why people would want kids and why I didn't. I'm the last of seven children. I never really played with baby dolls growing up. I preferred Barbie. I would spend hours acting out various adult scenarios with all my Barbies, Kens, Skipper, and Christy. I only had one Skipper and only one Christy. I watched a lot of soap operas, so I had great material to work with. I also felt I had been brought into this lifetime to help my sisters. I wasn't called to be a mom, but rather I was placed here to help them, my sibs. But I think what had the greatest impact was watching my mother struggle. 
Don't get me wrong, she was a terrific mother, always put us first, was an amazing teacher, had a huge sense of humor, and raised us all with a great deal of humanity and compassion. But she was a constant worrier. She was always on call. Even long after we had moved away, she never let her guard down, unless she got ill. The only way she could take a break was to get ill. Not a healthy way to carve out time for yourself. I looked at her and I saw a woman exhausted. She had given everything she had to her children, including all her calcium. She had severe osteoporosis with at least five compressed vertebrae. When my mom died, I mourned her loss and I pitied her a great deal, thinking she had not lived the life she wanted. How she didn't deserve the overwhelming burden of seven children. And then I found love letters that she and my father wrote to one another in their late teens and early 20s. In them, my mom spoke a great deal about having children, how important it was to her, and how she looked forward to the day that she could share her life with her children, nurture them, teach them, and help them grow. It was a running theme in many letters. It was then I realized my mom did get to do what she wanted in her life. She had raised seven children, all with strong convictions and opinions. Each one could think and act for themselves. Each one went out into the world and created space for themselves. Each one had a very different personality and a defining spirit. I say had because in recent years, I have lost a sister and a brother. There are now only five of us. So I have no regrets not having children. I do regret not respecting or understanding my mother's passion for motherhood. And for those who were called to have children, like my mom, bless you. You're selfless creatures who demand great respect. Sorry. For crying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good, me too. <laughs> it's such a good piece, it's balls. Thank you. Can you tell us a little bit about just how sweet you were about just realizing your mother's calling? And how old were you when you had that realization? It really wasn't long ago. Okay. <laughs> um, growing up, I always saw pictures of my, um, of my mom when she was really young with my oldest brothers. And she's like in this really fabulous dress, but playing with a ball with them. And, and she's just like the happiest I've ever seen her. But she's just like a total 1950s mom because she's she looks gorgeous. She's in this, you know, uh, full, what do you call it? A-line dress or whatever, a full skirted <laughs> dress. And and she looks gorgeous and she's on this bed playing. It might have been a photo shoot that my father did or something like that. But he, you know, and, and she's playing with a ball with the kids and and she's just so happy and so obviously present. And so I had images and certainly she was great with us. So I, I knew on some level she was happy, but I still, there was a, a deep sadness to her. So I thought, well, it's got to be because she had too many children. She really wanted to do something else because mm -hmm. of course, everything is seen through my own lens. Yes. Um, so as all of us. Yes. Yeah. And I, it was really only about two years ago when I read letters, um, so I guess I was like 55 or 56. Maybe it was just earlier this year. Maybe it was 57. I don't know where I read these, the the letters my parents had written to each other when they were young and dating. 
And it was, my mom talked about having children a lot in it. I want to get married. I want to have children. I want to raise my children. And, and it was the subject of many, many letters. And I just went, I'm so wrong. I've yeah. been so wrong for so long. Mm. And I felt, uh, idiot is too strong of a word and too sort of simplistic. I felt so like, oh, how, how, how simple of me to have thought that. My mom was a much more complex woman than that. Mm-hmm. And then to, to, to realize it, I, was, I felt unburdened and I felt so happy for her. Mm. Yeah. In the yeah. realization that she'd actually lived the life she wanted. On some level. Had, yes. On yeah. some level. And she had all of you. And there was joy. And she had planned it from an early age that she wanted children. And yeah. she wanted this part of her life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was taken with, uh, for one, I was choking up by the time you were done with the piece. And <laughs> and then, you know, and then we were all choking up. So, <laughs> <laughs> but that that's how touching that that realization is. You know, look, all of us, hopefully, actually, not all of us, but hopefully if you're on some path of trying to stay awake, (laughs) the realization (laughs) that your parents are human beings and people does occur to you at some point along the line. With their own path, with their own woes, with their own loves and their own foibles and their flaws, you know, And, and you give them that. Whereas, you know, when we're younger, we're so irritated by anything by them that isn't exactly the way we think it should be. <laughs> you know? Well, so. and, and yeah, and and then like pegging your parents or putting like I, I felt my mom was a statistic or yeah, yeah, yes. like uh, how how could I do that to someone who I've I knew my entire life to reduce her to something so simplistic was was a great disservice to her. Yeah. Right. And that's, you know, when I when I was going over the piece and reading it, and then with you reading it, um, it it's amazing how profound uh, that realization and how many other people hearing this, it, they're going to come to their own realizations if they could just step back from whatever box they stuck their parents in, mm-hmm. yeah. whatever box they stuck their mother in. Mm-hmm. Totally. totally. And, and by the way, you know, I did that with my own mother and it was in a different way. You know, there were things that my mom did that were really um, poor choices, you know, the opposite of yours. Your mother made this choice. My mother made choices that were such poor choices that I judged her for, for decades, honestly, until you realize, oh, well, she was doing the best she could do. You know, maybe she wasn't as great a human being as I am. <laughs> so she- <laughs> Clearly, clearly, that's probably part of it. Clearly, anyway, you know what I'm saying. But at some point, I had that same realization on a flip. And then the other thing, I'm just now before I lose this thought, what you and Lou were just saying about how you had the realization about your mom. You know, that's true too for people accepting your choices with the same sort of openness and love and understanding, and not put you in that box, and not put you in the box of. Certainly, she really did want to have children, and she just oh, right, 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 you know, right. went yeah. down this other road, and <laughs> and therefore is miserable. She just doesn't know it, <laughs> you know. This is a good episode for people to listen to who have kids, so that we're not so obnoxious to people who don't have kids. I think that you know, it's just a, it's such a personal thing that anyone who has strong opinions on either side 
should keep their mouth shut. I mean, I knew I had strong opinions about it and I kept my mouth shut because who am I to tell someone they should or shouldn't have children? Right. I just was offended they were doing it to me. Yes. I'm like, if I have the, if I know it's personal and private, why don't you know it's personal? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But also, you know, here's the other thing I think sometimes too, because I think people think that that being a mother is how you can then give and express, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, and connect and share and further things. And that's just not the only way. There's so many ways. I mean, let's get real. Uh, how many people do you know that should never have had children? <laughs> who, who are mothers? I mean, you know, I can think of one that might have given birth to me. But whatever, you know. And, and grateful to be here, all that hashtag gratitude. But I, you know, truly. <laughs> hashtag true. grateful, all that stuff. <laughs> where where were you raised? I, I grew up in Indiana. In Indiana. When did you show up in Los Angeles? And how old were you? I came here when I was 25, um, in the mid-80s. And I, did you know you didn't want to have kids um, at that age? Yeah. I mean, I never, I never, I just never really wanted children. I never... And I knew I thought that might pass. And so, you know, I would talk to people about it. I, you know, I would talk to older women who didn't have children and they seemed to be fine with it and had no regrets. So I was like, okay, okay. Because I didn't want to, I didn't want to have regrets, but I also didn't really want to have children. And that sort of thought of, well, you can have it all. I knew is bullshit. (laughs) I knew that something had to suffer. Right. Something had to suffer. And I thought, it would be my children who had to suffer. And I, I wasn't willing to go through that. And I also wasn't willing to go through it myself. I just, I didn't feel the call. I just did not. That was wise, by the way. That was really wise on your part. Yeah. I mean, I like the line that you were too busy putting on your own oxygen mask to even consider having to take care of another. But you know what? You know. It just occurred to me as you were saying that 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 none of my siblings nor my parents um, cared. Like none of us, we're a very judgy family about a lot of stuff. I mean, we can be, but none of us ever judged each other's choice to either have children or not have children. That was like not even, you know, because a lot of us didn't have children in my family. I think I mentioned that. I don't know, but. Um, yeah, out of seven kids, only two of them had children, and they both had two children apiece. Right. And no one judged anyone. My mom wasn't pressuring anyone to have children. No one was looking at each other going, I can't believe you had children, and or I can't believe you <laughs> didn't have children. I mean, it was it's it's never been a topic of concern right. for any and, of us, which I must say is one of the few things we all get along about. Well, and that's really interesting because yeah. um, your mother loving um, motherhood and being present and being there for you guys, that she didn't think about the whole grandchildren. And so when are we going to have them? And a, a lot of, you know, people who are young and they get married, those questions just start coming. My daughters, as they're getting married, I don't ask those questions, um, but do they get asked those questions? They do now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I a, ask them those questions. Yeah, <laughs> she does. But, but you know, it's it's interesting that your mother didn't. No, I think I think um, being a mother, even though she wanted to be one, was so full of you know tremendous heartache and and 
trauma watching some of her children grow up that I think, like my father didn't want any of us to be artists. Hmm. I think my mom was very careful of not wanting her children to suffer for having children. Mm. Oh, interesting. You know, um, you know, it was, it was hard. One of my sisters uh, is uh, disabled and lives in a lot of pain. And my mother saw that and she felt really bad about that. And, you know, it's just, there was, there was a lot of grief in my family mm-hmm. and depression and all kinds of things. And I, I think my mom was like, I understand that being a mother is, it, it was really hard. Mm-hmm. And I don't sure. know if she necessarily wanted that for any of us. Or or didn't want to impose that on you guys, like let you make your choice. Right. Well, and also, she had a, a different understanding than other mothers do um, because she had so much uncertainty um, with yeah. her children, right? Yeah. It wasn't always easy. And she knew she knew that it was it's kind of like a crapshoot, right? Yes. And so she had that understanding, which many other mothers do not have. That's so true. Yeah. So true. Yeah. Anyway, um, Interesting. just want to thank you so much for being on the show, babe. Oh, thank you. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, thank <laughs> you. I, I love I love the piece, and I, I love the interview and speaking with you and getting a, a greater sense of the fullness of it. Even better. Even better, yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. That's our show. Take care. Bye-bye. And to find out more about our writers, go to our website, Instagram, or Twitter. It's not one thing, it's your mother. And that's the number one, not the word one. Want to do something to help us? Go wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review us. Five stars would be nice. You can say something complimentary. Because you know what? It really does help other people find our show. And also share us with a friend because word of mouth is the best compliment. Join us next week.